0: It's some type of liquor. I don't know what type it is, and liquor, yeah. I just her. know her. (laughs) I'm like, whoever does, whoever the chef is at public for tiramisu, who does the tiramisu, like, they're like, we're adding a lot of bourbon to this. I think it's bourbon or brandy. I'm not sure. Uh
1: I didn't know tiramisu had alcohol in it. I guess, I guess I have had
0: alcohol without knowing it. All right. Drew, did you catch that? Which part? i'm looking at a tiramisu recipe <laughs> what we said in response to it, to when you said liquor we both said it too
1: <laughs> no i hey, was still talking i didn't hear <laughs> i said liquor
0: i just met her and john said i hardly know her <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't catch that uh, bad joke. dark oh, rum that's what it is there we go Sh- what is it dark rum dark rum
1: Interesting. I didn't know that was a tiramisu thing, but mm-hmm. okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Sometime I need to reexamine my alcohol views. Ugh. Every time I've done that, I've concluded that I should pretty much avoid it all the time in any context that's not medical. But I'm probably due for another re examination. I've done it I've done it several times in my life and, and always have come to the same conclusion Well, not the exact same conclusion. But I've always come to a pretty similar conclusion that the Bible's pretty strong against it. I think we talked about this a little bit before. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I gotta go re- re-examine that sometime. It's one of those things. Like, it's like I feel like it's one of those things I want to be okay. Hang
2: on, I'm echoing. It's me. It's me. It's me.
1: Oh what a great sound. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. Alright. John's muted his something. He muted something. I'm trying. It's weird that you're still echoing even though you're muted. Well I've got audio. Hold on.
0: Cliff, are you drinking our coffee right now? I'm drinking coffee. What is our coffee? Oh okay, I think that was part of what we we gave in our grocery list for Sean <laughs> was coffee. Oh okay, her Costco grocery from Costco
1: list. or something. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were a couple of things. She was like, "Cliff, don't eat this.
0: This yeah. is not ours." <laughs> I think we only like put it in a, like said we wanted three things, but okay, the coffee it was, was cashew clusters. Yes, cashew those are clusters. one because those are I good. We really liked it. You you oh, okay. oh okay. yeah, Yeah, we've had we them. could have eaten the whole bag that one time, but we oh, did it, good. out of respect.
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done it. You should have done it. We would have been honored for you to eat all of our cashew clusters. <laughs> John, you're losing weight. Can't hear you. You're muted.
2: There you go. It's probably the angle.
1: Probably the angle? Are you not losing weight? I don't know. <laughs> Looks like it, man. Did you shave your beard or something? Do you trim it? Yeah, I trimmed.
2: I started my new job this week.
0: Nice. Uh, Oh, did you really? I didn't realize it was that soon.
2: So I'm in a hotel. Whoa.
0: Not a vehicle. Dude. I could tell the surroundings were different, but I didn't know it was a hotel. I thought that was your new place you're in. Yep. It's not a virtual background.
1: Cool. Very cool. Well, we can just skip the welcome this time, and I can figure out a place in this conversation to start us out. I didn't even <laughs> know you were recording this whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I started I started a little while ago. It shows up on y'all's screen, so you got no excuse. <laughs> but you got to watch yourself, because a couple times I've used clips of things that y'all
0: thought I would cut, which I think I've told you about. Think Have sure. you posted last week's episode? No, I haven't. Why? Okay. I don't know. I'm just really curious to know what the intro and outro are going to be, so. <laughs> uh, have y'all caught up on all
1: my intros and outros? Not all of them. No. You gotta go listen to them. Those, those are honestly the, the longest amount of time that I spend, because I've stopped listening through the episode. Usually I listen to it after I post it, but Um, just too much for me to try to listen through because I always want to make little tiny changes that don't matter. uh, And I can't help myself. So I just clip the beginning and end, toss it on there, truncate the silence, do some compression stuff. And then I, I post it, but I pull those clips, you know, from the show at the beginning uh, or I've done a few other things at different times. And then at the end I do the, you know, something that I just think is going to be kind of funny. And, um, that takes me almost all of the time. It takes me to edit the podcast. (laughs) Like if it takes me two hours to post it, an hour and a half was spent on pulling clips and, and, uh, figuring out what I'm going to use for the outro, (laughs) which is ridiculous. And every now and then I'm like, I got to stop this. I can get this up so quick and so easy if I would just cut the intros and, you know, maybe I could do the outro. That wouldn't take too long because it's that's pretty short. But if I would just cut cut that out, then uh, it would save me a ton of time. But I just really feel like it gives me a little creative outlet there, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I I'm probably the only person who cares, but I do have a really good time putting those
0: nice. out. Hey, man, you do you.
2: So, John, how's the job? It's uh, it's why I fell asleep just a few minutes ago. Okay. Um, for it, our listeners, John,
1: John came out of the podcast in the dark about 20 minutes late. <laughs> 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 We've just been chatting, waiting on him and uh, I don't know, probably won't use that, use that part back uh, in the, in the episode. I don't know. I'll just have to listen to this conversation and see, see where it gets, where it gets weird going backwards, you know, but um But yeah, John was asleep and late to the podcast as a result, but that's okay. You know, sometimes it happens, happens to the best of us.
2: Yep It's, uh, it's good though. It's, uh, so it's, I'm back in the same area that I started in, uh, right. When I started with the company that I'm with. Um, and so it's kind of, kind of cool to uh, see some people that I haven't seen basically in eight years. Wow. That were my peers, and now I am uh, uh, the big boss over them.
1: Um, big so boss, yeah, the big boss. Fall in line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any of you guys right. ever play Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, yeah. That series. Been a while. Big boss is uh, the main villain slash protagonist, depending on which game you're playing. He's like the guy who was cloned. Who's like the super soldier? Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Kojima plots make no sense.
2: Anyways. That's awesome, John. Well, one one thing on that. Uh, this first week, uh, they're covering all my expenses. You know, my hotel, my food, my uh, travel, wow. all that. Uh, after this, they're not, um, and I'm selling my house in uh, in in Mississippi where I'm moving. Yeah. And uh, so after this week, I'll actually be living uh, in my car in a campsite uh, oh, until my house sells. <laughs> okay. Until my house sells in uh, in Mississippi, uh, yeah. I've done this before, and it's uh, it's kind of fun actually. So yeah, uh, that is cool. That's all. Awesome. It's just me, so it's not like the whole yeah. family
1: going to sleep in the. That would be that would be miserable. Your family of six, yeah, to yeah absolutely live out but, of a car. Would be about the worst experience of of your life, probably. It, close
2: to it. Close to it. Uh, we have lived in a hotel once for three months, and uh, somebody <laughs> yeah. actually died on the same floor as us while we were living in that hotel, and that was pretty awful. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's uh, uh it's fun. It's, it's what is? What did they die thing. from? Uh, loneliness. <laughs> uh, it was. It was very sad. <laughs> It was, uh, it was very sad.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh. So
2: there, honestly, uh, I, I left for work one morning and thought I, I smelled a, a dead mouse. Um, and uh, when I oh. was at work, oh. uh, it's kind of morbid. Sorry, listeners. Uh, when uh, I was at work, report, let's be real. <laughs> I was there, that's right. I was at work in the uh, hotel management and actually opened the door because they found where the smell was coming from. It was an extended hotel, so we only had to pay once a month. Um, and they opened that door, and uh, everyone had to leave the hotel for a little while. The smell was so Ooh, Wow. About a, about a week after Thanksgiving. So kind of sad. Uh, yeah. was alone. So, yeah. Um, that's hopefully not how uh, living in my car uh, pans out. Uh, but uh, I, I do enjoy it. I, I like to camp. And so it's kind of an adventure.
1: Listeners, go tell somebody you haven't talked to in a while how much you love them.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Reach out to that
1: person that's that uh, that's lonely in your and, life. And, and if you are a that day, lonely perpo-
2: person, know that there are at least three people on this earth who really do care about you. That's crazy. <laughs> And, and for only a dollar a day, you can sponsor a uh, Star Wars brother uh, in his car. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Guys, we don't have a Patreon. We're never going to have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a
2: Patreon. Well, I do, you know, I do hear about these celebrities that are like, man, I was living in my car and I went from the bottom and now this is where I'm at. It's probably just some kind of situation a lot of times like I'm doing where I'm like, hey, I'm going to live in my car and it's going to be fun yeah um, right i'm sure sometimes it's not that way sure yeah it it's actually like really watch story they've got these youtube
1: videos where they go out and interview these homeless people you know and i was watching one the other day and it was this guy who was telling his life story and it was a lot like a lot of his childhood living in the living out of his car with his mom just yeah man, sad stuff sad stuff mm-hmm. that people deal with um sad stuff people go through uh, boy have, have I been blessed in my life you know some people have it so rough you just wonder how they even get by just taking it one day at a time struggling with things that I don't even know how to imagine you know Yeah. but yeah. Man, it's a tough world out there tough
0: galaxy is that the segue <laughs> no what's going on with you Drew anything new <laughs> that you want to share yeah I've been captured by lizard men this week yeah <laughs> uh no i mean on the topic of food because i that's a good go-to for me uh we went to the melting pot for my birthday this past weekend and that was fantastic that was wonderful so they have this thing in orlando right now called magical dining month where you get an appetizer entree and a dessert at maybe 20 really what i would consider high-end restaurants i mean they're not just olive garden restaurants. They're, they're pretty nice right. restaurants. Usually. Yeah. I thought you went to Paddlefish for your birthday. So that was with my parents. And this was just sort of with my, my <laughs> why. Drew, how many birthday <laughs> dinners do you get? As Second many dinner. as I will take. I mean, when are you taking me out?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's do it, man. I'll take you out for your birthday. I'm but, babe. but I mean, you get all of it for just 35 bucks a person, which once you can yeah. fit figure, you know, an appetizer, entree, dessert, it's, it's not a bad deal. So yeah, sure. uh, we had a real nice time for the, for the caliber of restaurant
1: that you're at. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this, they, this is a McDonald's. No, they did a thing and I was looking at the menu and we sort of priced it out. Like it would have been 95 bucks. Had we not done it the way we wow. did it. So I mean, you definitely Ooh. save a lot of money. Sure. That's cool. But just really good food, had a good time doing it. And it was just a fun birthday experience. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Melting Pot is a place that I've always heard people talk about. Um, never been. Never been. I'd like to go sometime.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: I, there's a lot of those like iconic restaurants that people talk about. Like, oh, that place is so good. and It's the really expensive places, you know, that I never go. Like the most expensive place I ever go to is like Olive Garden, you know. <laughs> 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 or for Disney, usually, I, you know, not usually. Every now and then I'll eat at something, uh, something pretty expensive at Disney, but. Um, getting to the stage of life where I'm wanting to try some of those places. So Ruth's Chris yeah. and Texas Day Brazil oh, and so Melting Pot and uh, I don't know. That's a bunch of bone, bone fish. Bone fish grill isn't that fancy, is it? That's
0: um, probably it's more pretty of like
1: nice. A, it's, it's definitely okay. a step above Red Lobster. Okay. 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 See, I love Red Lobster. But, but also like local places. We were talking about a place earlier that we want to go. So um, yeah, I love food. Love going to eat with y'all because, yeah. Drew, because it's fun It's fun to eat with you because you appreciate it so much. <laughs> you just appreciate food for what it is in a way that a lot of people don't. And, uh, and so it makes it a lot of fun to go with you guys, different right. places. So.
0: Well, the good news is those three you just mentioned there are all on this magical dining month right now. I mean, you can are go to Texas Day really? Brazil for $35 no. a person. No, yes. Wait,
1: month. Does that mean it ends at the end of September? I think mid October, I think. Ooh, you need to send me a link. Okay. Dan yeah. Dan has been wanting to get a group group of guys together from church to go there. So Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a so link. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds awesome. John, sorry. You can you can come. Come on down. It's not like you got anything else going on in your life. <laughs> just make the drive, you know? <laughs> Take a flight. Flights are cheap. You can just fly down. Yeah. You can probably fly down for less than it costs for the thirty five dollar meal. All right. Well, I uh, we've been getting a lot of over a lot of sickness in our house. I don't I don't have a whole lot to share other than just um, not feeling a hundred percent tonight. Had a really stuffy nose earlier. I don't know if it sounds bad to you all now or not. But apologies to the listeners if I sound a little stuffy. Honestly, my sound quality is not that great ever because I'm just talking through my little earbud, AirPod, and uh, every now and then I look at microphones on Amazon. I'm like, I should get a microphone for that podcast, and it's like. Nah, <laughs> I don't want to spend 100 dollars on that right now. <laughs> Too cheap. Um, and I'd be the only one. I, I doubt I'll ever be able to convince these two jokers to, uh, to drop 100 bucks on a microphone for this thing. So for just a dollar they, a day. You can, <laughs> <sponsor>. <laughs> you can sponsor our microphones in a year, so uh, anyway. All right, let's talk about this this. Oh, before we get into this arc, actually, on topic, John, I want to know, because you weren't here last week. Uh, I want to know what you thought about Tarkin in the Last Dark. Uh,
2: so, about him as a character, or just overall? So, I mean, just, I just it was, whatever. Just your impressions. Uh, so, I, I liked uh, I liked the approach they took with him. Um, I like that uh, you know, Anakin was almost like uh, the, the Tarkin sympathizer. Where everyone else is like, "This is no way," and he's like, "He's actually a really good leader." Um, uh, kind of it, it expected him. It, he he definitely seemed like a slimy person, you know, like he he was hiding something. Uh, yeah. And in, I mean. with the the dialogue he was talking about, like, "Oh, you know, you're friends with uh, oh, who was it? Drawing a blank. The uh, um, Palpatine." Right. Uh, basically. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you're friends with him too. Oh interesting. Um and then uh no, I I I enjoyed him being in there. Uh and I liked uh I liked how the you know the animation he was I thought they did a decent job with making him a uh a younger Tarkin. Um so yeah, I'm I'm not sure what all you're looking for, but that's my uh, general uh, that's
1: sure.
2: general opinion of him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. I feel like everybody has a tarkin in their lives, you know? Just that guy that you don't quite trust him. A little little bit sneaky, a little bit slimy, but you kind of have to play nice with him. Y'all know, y'all know. You've got somebody in mind right now. I know you do. Listeners, you've got that. You've got a tarkin. Everybody's got a tarkin in their lives, you know. So watch your back. One day he may be your boss. John, I bet you're I bet you're I bet you're somebody's tarkin.
2: <laughs> yeah, I probably am, uh, especially with this new position. Uh, right now, I'm I'm probably quite a few people's darkens. So. <laughs> Just a little slimy, uh, you know. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Kind of wish, yeah. Kind of wish they had handled things differently with me in the past, cause, right, yeah, exactly, yeah, right. yeah. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> now they're in charge. All right, um, let's talk about this arc. I forget what it's called, but basically there's not a lot of plot to go over. Uh, Anakin and Ahsoka and what's the guy's name? Hit the mask that talks like this. Help me out. Plo. Plo Koon. Plo okay. Koon. They're all on a mission working together. We've seen this, this trio go in and work together as a team before. Uh, Ahsoka's unit goes on ahead of her. She stays behind standing guard when all of a sudden dinosaur man pops out of the woods, knocks her on the head and takes her prisoner. And so we get a complete, it kind of looks like this, this episode is going to be about this mission at the beginning. And the mission looks very familiar. It's like, okay, we've kind of seen this before. We saw this kind of mission in the first couple seasons, quite a bit, it seems like, but, uh, but then we get a big, big switch here and she gets dragged off to a planet, Somewhere off in the galaxy, where these dinosaur, this dinosaur race—not dinosaurs, the the uh, humanoid dinosaurs—you know, anthropomorphic dinosaur creatures like Bosk is in the original trilogy—they basically hunt other beings for sport. Very unfairly, I might add. They're the only ones with guns. They just run through the woods and hunt them like animals. But they made the mistake of capturing Ahsoka this time, so. And the other mistake a little bit later in the episode of capturing another character who we know and love. Uh, Anyway, she teams up with some other Padawans. They basically run away and narrowly escape some attempts on their lives. Ahsoka ends up motivating these three other Padawans who are very demotivated and have apparently been there for a while. And eventually she kills the son of one of the main hunter guys. And so he's got a chip on his shoulder, wanting to take them out big time. Well, they make a raid on one of the drop ships that brings in the, the, the prisoners onto this forest planet um, that they, that they end up hunting, but they, they attack the drop ship thinking, Oh, this will take them by surprise. They won't expect this because they don't have any weapons. They don't have anything to, to use. So they take the ship out and only one prisoner from that ship survives. And it is none other than the mighty Chewbacca. So Chewbacca teams up with Ahsoka and these other Padawans, and they end up basically taking out the taking out the dinosaur people. They get a signal out. Chewbacca does some tinkering. He does. He gets a signal out to his Wookie planet, which is apparently uh, close by. What is it? Is that Kashik? Is Kashik the Wookie planet? I'm probably making myself out to be a Star Wars fool, but I think it's. I feel like it's Kashik. Is is the Wookie planet? I don't know why I remember that fact. If I, if I do, somebody look it up for me. The, anyway, the end of the episode, a bunch of Wookiees come in and, and provide reinforcements to the, uh, the, the Padawans and Chewbacca. And th- that ship is actually driven by somebody who I recognize. I didn't contextualize her exactly, but it's another bounty hunter, one of the good bounty hunters that that I think we've seen before. I'm thinking maybe it was on on the planet where Obi-Wan and Anakin were – Oh, I got it right. Got it right. It is Kashyyyk. Nice. (laughs) Thanks, John. Uh, But, yeah, that bounty hunter, I believe she was from that planet where – what's the guy's name? The guy we like with the dreads. Hondo. Yeah, Hondo. I think she was one of the bounty hunters that was helping – that race of farmers resist Hondo. Maybe I believe that's where we saw her before. Anyway, that's that's about all there is to it. Um, you know, we can talk about some of the some of the references and details and whatever jumped out to y'all. Whatever y'all liked or didn't like, but plot wise, there's not a lot that that's going on. That said, I had a good time
2: watching. it. Yeah. So uh, I uh, when when it first started with the uh, with the whole game concept. Uh, I was, I was really, honestly, I was like, oh no, here we go again. Uh, and the reason is I've really in the last like three, four months, uh watched a lot of movies with my wife with that plot where it's like, uh, we're hunting you. Uh, right. we're, we're an elite group or we've captured you and now we're hunting you for sport. Um, a lot and of movies? Yeah, like three or four. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. And I was That's like, man, is this <laughs> every, i, I I was like, "Is this every movie, or are we just getting on what, what is it like? Picking Hunger this? Games
1: Part One, Hunger Games Part Two. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Oh, okay.
2: They're uh, they're <laughs> so I'll tell you. Uh, we we watch a lot of free movies, uh, which okay. tend to be like not very, you know, sure uh, popular. Um, uh, like, hey, voodoo has got this for free with with ads, so we'll watch it. <laughs> okay, uh, gotcha. And so it's it's those type of things. Yeah. Um, and then one one that was, uh, was actually pretty cool, it may have been called hunted, I can't remember, there's a more recent one that came out um, about these rich people that were capturing people that they didn't think would be missed, uh, it was actually rich people that were politically... Uh, liberal that were capturing conservatives and hunting them. It's just a crazy, oh, no. crazy oh, movie. No. It was it was very satirish throughout the whole thing. I mean, it was making of fun course. of of everybody. Um, yeah. But when I saw this, I was like, "This plot again." Um, right. Uh, but I ended up really enjoying it, like you said. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: And so I, I, I've got more to to talk about, but Drew, what'd you think? So I. I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. I I liked a lot more arcs than this one. I will say that when it first got started, and you see Grievous, and I'm thinking, okay, wow, this is going to be you know another droid type esque with Grievous, and I enjoy Grievous as a character. I really do. Me too. too. So I was honestly looking forward to Grievous playing a role in this arc, and so when he did, and I was a little. I was like eh, a little disappointed but you're right about that John the I don't know if it's the original but I remember reading a story in middle school it was the most dangerous game and I don't know if that's yeah, the original no. one where this idea got started of hunting people or you know others like of equal status I guess in the Star Wars world for sport or not but I mean, it's definitely a, a trope that you're you're seeing a lot of right now for some reason. Um, I don't know. I, overall, it was one of those. It it didn't really add a whole lot to me for the Star Wars. It was enjoyable to watch, but it wasn't just blowing my mind. Um, I, I know sure. I've expressed that I really like the past two arcs a lot, and this one, I was okay with, I just wasn't the same level, which is fine. Cause you know, I don't expect everyone to be a, you know, eight, nine, 10 out of 10, you know, week after week for every arc. But, um, right. But yeah, I enjoyed it overall. Was this the first, yeah. I actually have a question and I really well, real wanted... quick before we okay. hold the question.
1: Cause I want to touch on something you said, I actually was going to mention the most dangerous game, but I didn't remember what it was called. Um, I just remember reading it in school. I remember reading this story about, um, about, I remember it was, I think it was on an Island and this guy had like a hill up on a cliff, a a hill up on a cliff. What am I saying? A house up on like a cliff beside the ocean. There was like no way to get to it. That was sort of the thing was like, you could only get to his house one way and he had it all guarded or something. And I remember that the way that it ended was that they made the guy, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the most dangerous game, pause, go read it, and then come back. No, really. It doesn't matter. It's not that. Actually, it might be really good. It stuck with me this long, so maybe it is. Um, but I'm pretty sure they, they escaped, like, in the ocean and then swam around really far and then climbed scaled the cliffs behind the guy's house and then snuck into his house and, like, took him out or something like that. What a crazy, what a crazy pull. Um, I'm surprised that that you remember that too, Drew. So, John, did you read that story in school? No, I don't think so. I didn't. Am I thinking of the same one, Drew? That, that sounds. Sound
0: right? You know, I'm thinking seventh or eighth grade when I read that. So, yeah, it's probably about the same with me. Approximately, yeah, that sounds like the ending. Um, but you know, you saying that and now knowing that you read it in school really makes me reconsider yeah. the literature curriculum. For middle schoolers, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by the time I got into into high school, they were making me read that thing about
1: the satire about from like the early, I think it's early American, um, about the guy who's like here's all these recipes for how to eat babies. You know what I'm
0: talking about? I do not know that one.
1: <laughs> What's that? What's that? it's really famous? It's a prop, a proposal, an indecent proposal, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm making myself out to be a literature fool. Just, just foolish all around this. episode. <laughs> what
0: were you going to say, Drew? I th- thought you were holding. Um, oh yeah. I, I was actually going on another literature thought for a second. Um, but is this the first official in the timeline entrance of Chewbacca? I, I'm just trying I to figure. So. Yeah. Like, cause Solo would come after this then. Right. Right. But wasn't Chewbacca in episode three as well? Yeah. He helped to save
2: Yoda, I believe. Uh, Save Yoda from order 66. 66. Yeah. He kind of, I think him and another Wookiee kind of realized what was happening and right. And saved Yoda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. So one thing I didn't like this arc was the animation of the Wookiees. They just look kind of like Gumby. Um, I want to see a Wookiee, barrel into somebody and rip their chest apart like a bear. I don't want to see these gummy looking arms flailing around super agile. I just feel like Wookiees are not agile. Wookiees are, they could, they could probably take a few blaster shots, you know, kind of like the guy, the Darth Maul-esque guy. Like, I feel like Wookiees aren't wearing armor because they don't really need it because kind of like a bear, you can shoot a bear a few times and it's like, he's fine. He can take four or five shots before he goes down, you know? depending on the gun. John's probably like, yeah, you're just using the wrong gun, Cliff. (laughs) But back in the day, you didn't mess with a bear. You didn't shoot a bear because he's going to come after you and, and, you know, rip your face off. And that's kind of how I imagine a Wookiee. And then this episode, it was almost like they made him a little bit too agile and not um, aggressive enough. That's it. I did think seeing them be able to take out these and do y'all you know what the race of these dinosaur creatures are, what they're called? Okay. You're both shaking your heads. Um, seeing able to, the way that they portrayed them as so beastly um, and, you know, just strong and, and it, capable fighters sort of naturally. And then seeing them face up against Trandoshans. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and seeing them face up against the Wookiees, I thought was, was, was kind of cool. That basically they were an equal match or a force to be reckoned with. I think Wookiees looked a little bit stronger to me than these Trandoshans, but but it was like they were close, right? So I did think they did a good job just in in showing that a Wookiee can contend with these guys and take some take some hits from them and hold their own against them. But um, but I didn't like the gummy looking animation for the Wookiees at all.
2: Yeah, there was the the line that. Uh... Well, the the guy was like they're organizing and now they have a Wookiee. You know Wookiees right. are wookies are scary. Like right? yeah. you don't want to be on the wrong side of a Wookiee. Uh, and and to your point I did want to see a Wookiee. and it, you just like rip one of them in half. You know you always hear right. about yeah. them ripping arms off of things and right right uh, they, there were a couple they definitely times I thought we might see an arm come off and yeah it. I did too. Uh, they definitely or at least Chewie definitely threw him over the railing. I think three times. Yes, yeah. that's like his <laughs> yeah, sure. That's like his signature move. <laughs> like it must have been you know it was like X Y down or something because right. uh, he was definitely going over the railing quite a bit. Um, I'll tell you the one thing I really liked uh, involving the Wookiees was um, before you even see Chewie, mm-hmm. after the thing crashes, you hear him. And then the music goes. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You know, because that's, it was, that, it, it was just done very well, I thought, where here's some original trilogy stuff. Because it's right. Chewy. Uh, and then Chewy comes out of the darkness. Uh, yeah. And so I, I did really like that. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love Chewie? Even if he Chewy. looked like Gumby. Uh, who doesn't love Chewie? Yeah, uh, it's it's just exciting to have him there.
1: Absolutely, Chewie is my second favorite Star Wars caricature. Can y'all guess my number one? It's easy, Jar Jar. No, <laughs> Luke. Not, <laughs> not Luke. I like Luke. Okay, <laughs> Luke's not really very high either, though. Darth Vader, come on, that Darth Vader. Isn't Darth Vader everyone's number one Star Wars character? I don't know. I feel like he's the most iconic, the most awesome looking voice that the story revolves around him so heavily. Like that's, that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is Darth Vader to me.
0: Yes. Definitely
2: the At most iconic, you yeah. know, the Skywalker saga is Darth Vader.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's all about him. Yeah. But, but I also like, um, uh, I like Chewbacca a ton, just yeah. a ton. He's just one of the best,
0: you know, best John, I, ever. I was thinking about that while you were saying about how Chewie was throwing him over the rail. And to your point, I, I actually noticed that too, when I was watching this and I'm thinking that's, that's probably the, the cleanest way for a Wookiee to handle an enemy as partly still a kid's show. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And even there was a few times where he was like, why don't you just throw him over the rail? Like throw the dude over the rail. And, but he was still like kind of rustling and fussing with and fighting. And I was like, But then the other, like the Wookiee General got there and then it had that one scene of just like his foot going like right down on the dude's face. I was like, this is what I'm waiting for. Come on now. Yeah,
2: that brute strength is what we want to see. Yeah. I liked the appearance
1: of the other Wookiees a lot. And juxtaposed against the atrocious appearance of the Hut varieties, I feel like Wookiees all kind of look like Wookiees. They don't look like, you know, weird formations with fur which is what, what you would fear might be done in a situation like this, considering
2: how they handled the huts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, back, I mean, since we're still on the topic of Wookiees, I rarely see a Chewbacca, other than in the movies, uh, that I'm happy with. Mm, okay. If you think about the way he looks, like yeah. most of the costumes I've, I've never been to uh, – to Galaxy's Edge like y'all, so I haven't seen the real Chewie. Oh, he's perfect. He's um, perfect. I know, I, and I've seen, I've seen. Pictures, I mean, it's him. It's uh, really him, right? So. It's him. So it's that's perfect. understandable. But he just ate, he's aged very well. But I never, you never, I never really see a good Wookiee, honestly. Um, and I hate to bring it up, but you think of like the Christmas special; those Wookiees were terrible. Wow, those they're bad. They're terrible. It's anytime you try to recreate Wookiees, uh, they just don't. They don't look right, uh, yeah. unless they're in the movies. And so, yeah. I, I guess I wasn't expecting him to look great. Maybe he's hard yeah. to do with the the fur and detail and sure, uh, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I, the I was not super happy with the arc until Chewie came, and then I was like,
0: I can forgive some of that other stuff that I wasn't. Okay, sure. I'm in the right. same boat exactly. And yeah. it it only got worse. How do you pronounce their those lizard men, dinosaur men, condosion? Trindoshan, yes. When I first saw them and they were in their ship and they were doing sort of their get ready ritual, whatever, you, pumping themselves up, I was mm-hmm. watching and thinking, this is like a bunch of frat boys here, like mm-hmm. you know, because they're like chest bumping and you know, like head banging. It's like this is a bunch of frat, like this is a frat house right here. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it was like I. I'm not into this arc at yeah. all. And then Chewie was the highlight. I was like, okay, I'm actually somewhat, I can buy into this now, now that Chewie's here. I get the impression,
1: and I could be wrong, that this is sort of a rogue group of Trandoshans. Obviously, we didn't see any Trandoshan city. We didn't see any any Trandoshan population. This just sort of is like a bunch of, like the equivalent of a bunch of, Horrible people in the mountains who like to capture folks and then hunt them and kill them, you know, which you could imagine in real life happening, I guess. So, or you can watch Deliverance and you don't have in to Appalachia, match. you know, <laughs> deep woods, Appalachia. I could see something like that happening, you know, <laughs> that the uh,
0: Deliverance sort of dynamic there. Um, but I don't deep know, Deepwood, maybe Appalachia population just unsubscribed. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's us. That's where, where John and I are. Um, not, we weren't really raised there, but that's where a lot of our lineage comes from is Appalachia. I got nothing against them. Nothing against them. Only affinity for them. Um, actually, really, really bo- Deliverance really bothered me when I saw it because I was like, this is a horrible, horrible portrayal of this part of the world. I just, just hated it. I hated it. That, that movie bothered me and stuck with me for a long time in a negative yeah. way. So just because I didn't like the way it portrayed folks that play the banjo most of them are just good folks just good down to earth you know sit on your front porch and play the banjo and live a modest life
2: and that's that's what it's all about you know they should i guess they should have had the, the dueling banjos when they were looking for the the younglings
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
2: uh, the uh so the trandoshan speeders um, okay. Uh, what'd you think? The one that had the face on it?
1: Yeah, uh, I
2: it, like it. It, it reminded yeah, me think, of like I a. uh much about it. Like it would uh, so like a good speeder for Bowser. Oh so, yeah. Uh, Actually, <laughs> like, I did think that. I
1: did it, think that. Yeah. And that's that's it's what I did think.
2: like It's like a boss speeder, right? Right. Um, that you're gonna have to face and 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 have to figure out when to jump just right to avoid getting that's hit right. by the cannon robot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Robotnik. It, yeah. Very much Robotnik with the, uh, with the face. Really, Bowser's in Bowser's an even better comparison, but the same kind of boss fight. So,
0: right. Right.
1: Oh, it's cool. Um, there was one move that I really liked that I wanted to point out. I wondered if y'all if it stuck out to y'all when the younglings were on top of the ship fighting the one Ocean while Ahsoka jumped in and was trying to take out the pilot when they were taking down that, that drop ship. Uh, did y'all notice when i'm sure you noticed but did it stand out to you when one of them jumped up and the other one force pulled him into the trend ocean i was like that's awesome. oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool that i'd cool. like to see more of that people force pulling each other around
2: i did like uh, that. It maybe
1: want there to be like a pair of jedis imagine a pair of like seasoned Jedi's who that's what they do because every Jedi kind of has their fighting style what if there was a pair of Jedi's who just like force pulled each other around everywhere and worked together in their fighting um, that'd be awesome I would love to that'd see be that. very neat they could do some cool stuff it. it would be like Matrix-esque it seems like but I, I really like that move also really liked the little they kept showing them the little tiny bird monkey creatures yeah so cute flying around i they just put them in there and i just like them Not that, you know i like I've, as as i've made very clear i like the big kaiju element in in a star wars episode and i like the little cute guys too so those guys were awesome made me want to get get one as a as a little stuffed animal or a pet you know they were super cute they never play a role in the episode they were just kind of there in the background but they just kept showing up. They kept appearing. Good stuff. Any of the Padawans, the three Padawans that Soka teamed up with stand out to you all?
0: Not really. I yeah, mean, I don't
1: think they did that great of a job making, making them very unique
0: or interesting. They were just sort of there. They didn't really give them much backstory or tell much about mm-hmm. them. I mean, even after, at the end, I was thinking, oh, maybe they might have some sort of reunion with Yoda or something, but I don't even think we saw them actually at the end.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember just, just to serve the plot to serve the plot, to show that Ahsoka is a good leader uh, and that Anakin has trained her well. That's really what this arc was about. And actually you mentioned Yoda. I loved the last scene of this. this yes. I did too. part of the whole thing where um, Anakin, I forget exactly what said, but Anakin and Ahsoka are um, basically walking on. Anakin's talking about how proud he is of Ahsoka and Ahsoka's talking about, how, well, you train me well. Thank you, master. And he's like, well, you're welcome. You know, you, you, you've been, you're awesome to train and I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have any other paddle. It was just a really nice moment, you know, just a very genuine feeling, expression of affection um, between Anakin and uh, Ahsoka. And as they walk away, Yoda is looking on and he's got kind of a smirk. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because Yoda's the one who paired him up. Remember in the movie, Ahsoka shows up and Anakin's like, Obi-Wan's like, yeah, I'm waiting on a Padawan. Ahsoka shows up and she's like, well, I'm the Padawan. I'm here. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, well, let's go. She says, no, I'm assigned to Anakin. Master Yoda told me I was going to be with Anakin. And Anakin's like, whoa, I didn't want that. And Obi-Wan's kind of like, well, what's going on? Yoda knew. Yoda, it's like he knew that I know Anakin and I know Ahsoka and they're going to be good together. And, and I just really liked what that said about Yoda, that Yoda like got it. He's like, yeah, I, I knew that was going to work out. And it's like it verifies his ability to be such a great leader of the Jedi, uh, being able to pair up the right people, send the right people out. Just thought it was a cool moment. And I loved the little smirk as as Yodo looked on uh, after they had expressed what a great pairing they had been as they walked away. It was very cool.
0: My favorite moment in the arc by far. That's good insight. Yeah. I liked it, but I didn't go that deep. I like that analysis.
2: You know, one thing we we did explore in this that we talked about before was the theme of, Oh, well, your Padawan's gone. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Padawans, if they survive, they survive. You know, we talked extensively about that before, but we're seeing that repeated. And I feel like, you know, this is second, maybe third time Anakin's been concerned uh, more than he should be about Ahsoka. Uh, and it's like not really the Jedi way, uh, sure. that his, his amount of concern there.
1: Yeah.
2: I liked, speaking of
1: the Jedi way, like for the moment on the... Uh, Trindoshan planet where Ahsoka stops her other Padawan friend from choke killing one of the dinosaur men Uh, and she says no 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 no. you don't kill out of anger that's not the Jedi way so she stops her that guy ends up getting him into a lot of trouble yeah (laughs) but she's like but I mean it's okay to kill but it's not okay to kill out of anger you got to kill and make sure that your emotions are out of it. You're, you're killing strategically. You're killing because you're, tr- because it's necessary because you have no other choice um, because you have a mission that you need to accomplish. You're not killing because you're angry or because you hate or, or anything like that. And, uh, and, and, and I like the connection between the, the type of kill, that choking kill like Darth Vader does versus, you know, throwing the guy in the spikes, <laughs> which he does like five seconds later, you know? Um, but I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool to make that distinction that within this, within this universe, within the Jedi order, killing spot, you can kill all you need to kill, but you just don't do it out of anger. you don't do it with any motion behind it. You got to do it very, not so much coldly, but, but, um, but not driven by a, a negative emotion that you have no control over. So I thought that was interesting. And the importance of a lightsaber and a weapon. I feel yeah. like if, if Ahsoka had a lightsaber, pfft, she could have gotten off that planet in no time. But without a lightsaber, the Jedi are in trouble. And it actually reinforces some of the things that have been annoyingly presented throughout this, uh, throughout this series. Like There was the episode Lightsaber Lost where Ahsoka spent a lot of time in the library with that elder Jedi and she lost, you remember what I'm talking about? She lost her lightsaber and he was helping her find it horrible, horrible episode. Um, one that I don't think any of us liked very much, but, um, but that was all about, you don't lose your lightsaber, right? Your lightsaber is your life. And while again, not to rehash ground too much, <laughs> maybe that wasn't the lesson that should have been gotten out of that episode. That is, uh, that is, a concept that has been reinforced a few times throughout this series. And one that really, I think we see reinforced indirectly here that without her lightsaber, it's not that she's nothing. She's obviously still very capable, but, but a lightsaber is a big deal. You block blaster shots with it. You, uh, you can deliver a lot of great killing blows with it. You can, you can, you know, cut through walls with it. Um, it's a very important, Very important tool in the repertoire of Jedi equipment. Anything else? It definitely,
0: it definitely gave the indication that I mean, we I think we know this, but that she's certainly physically weaker than Anakin, um, which I mean is not that big of a statement to make. But because we remember Anakin had his lightsaber lost in the Senate. Cause Padme had it that one time and he was still able to take care of two bounty hunters. Bare-handed. Right. Yeah, that's true. But that's true. you know, I, I th- but Anakin is
1: Darth Vader. He's correct. A different caliber. Correct. The chosen one, you know, it actually uh, to that point shows that any, that Ahsoka as awesome as she is, is still not quite on the level of an actual master. Because one of the things they were saying is the Trandoshans, if I'm saying that right, don't capture Jedi. They will capture Padawans, but they won't capture Jedi because they just—they're too tough.
2: They can't. Yeah, but so so she did have some really good like, fighting moves and jumping around and flipping around and sure, and you know, uh, but her size—she's like a, still a teenager—against right. these Tredosians that are uh, really close to Wookiee power, I guess you could say. Right. Um, I right. mean, hey you definitely need that weapon yeah that's right it's plus they had fast weapons and she didn't right yeah yeah that's i mean she's blast. fast and she's uh you know a very very good fighter it's just she doesn't have that weight behind it to, to be able to do anything there
1: i did also like the blaster speaking of blasters the shotgun blaster that the pilot of the dropship had oh yeah that that blaster fired like a shotgun, like a double barrel shotgun blaster. I, that was cool. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before, but mm-hmm. I that was really
2: neat. So, I thought you might mention that, John. Did you catch that when it happened? Did you yeah, it? I didn't. He was, he was kind of firing from the hip a little bit too. So it, was, yeah, uh, it was
1: super cool. cool. <laughs> uh, all
2: right. Y'all ready to rank?
1: Yeah. Um, anybody want to go first? If not, I will.
2: I'll go. Um, so I'm uh, I'm a seven, um, and and really uh, for those reasons I mentioned, like I I loved having Chewie there, um, I thought that was was really cool, and and I did like uh, Ahsoka's leadership. Um, I think if you take Chewie out of it, I really would not not would have been it wouldn't have been near a seven.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm gonna seven with this one. Cool. Where are you at, Drew? For me I'm a 5 and honestly it's pretty much the same reasons you said John it was nowhere it was not a 5 at all until Chewie came and the wookiee battle made it so much more enjoyable for me at the end I thought that was a blast to see the wookies and the trandoshians fighting and um that's that was easily my favorite part of the arc right there but it's I could you know take it or leave it it didn't seem to really add a whole lot to the over arching franchise for me so yes yeah, seven uh it's
1: fun to see chewbacca um i i in general think that most of the animation was pretty good the, the the other than the Wookiees being really disappointing in their fighting the way that their fighting was animated um but it was the subtle moments it probably would be like a six where it's like well, i enjoyed it but it was there's nothing to it you know um but it's a seven because there were a lot of subtle moments that that I really liked that told us a little bit about how what where Ahsoka is at in her maturity, um, and then where the relationship between Ahsoka and Anakin is, and and how it's kind of becoming more and more nuanced and more and more, um, more and more refined and believable as we go, um, and then that Yoda moment at the end really. Really, yeah, I don't know, I just thought that was awesome. I just loved, I loved, you know, looking on at them with a little smirk, you knowing, hey, I did that. I put those, those two together. He'll never take credit for it. He's just going to let them go on believing that they were, they just happened to be a perfect pair, but but, the, you know, all those little subtleties throughout the episode, were more than just that, are are things that I really, really liked. So. Oh, and then Don't Get Cocky, did y'all catch that we got a Don't Get Cocky for Mannequin? <laughs> it's from, uh, is it New Hope where he says that? Don't get cocky. Yeah,
2: he, he's like, I got him. He's like, that's right. Don't, Don't get, get cocky. cocky. Yeah, that's when they first take off from the Millennium Falcon, right?
1: I when they're shooting, shooting the two guns. I think
2: that's right. Yeah, yeah I think that I was um, planning on making that my intro to our podcast. Oh, okay. Okay, but I threw you off again. By, okay. Oh, we never did it. It was, it was a little lower did. stress tonight. Um, okay. By not anticipating that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast.
1: My name is Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Don't
2: get
0: cocky.
1: And Drew Shepard.
0: I'm so stressed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, all right, everybody. If you want to email us, you can send an email to starwarsbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. And if you do, we will most likely read it on the episode. Uh, do you want to leave us an iTunes review? We would very much appreciate it. We still just got three of those, but we are a five-star podcast. Still kind of a big deal. We're kind of, we're kind of a big deal. Um, and most of all, thanks for listening. Next week. I didn't go over the previous episodes. or the yeah, uh, the next week's episodes next week. <laughs> Let me pull it up here. I'm not even going to cut it. am just going to leave it in like this. <laughs> I'll say thanks for listening again in a second, guys. Don't worry. All right. You know, I ought to put one of you guys in charge of this. There is a three-episode arc. We are done with season three. I think completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to start mixing mixing uh, seasons up until a little bit later. I, think, I actually think we watched through the entirety of, we will watch through the entirety of season four in order. It's kind of cool. Three episodes, the Battle of Moncala. So, I, I predict that what they're going to be doing is sitting on either side of the table with uh, a wooden board that has a bunch of little holes in it. And they'll be moving little marbles around back and forth, taking turns, um, trying to get all the marbles in one pocket or the other. So, three episode arc about the Battle of Moncala. Episode 401, Water War. Episode 402, get this, Gungan Attack.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and episode 403, Prisoners. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, we, could, we could throw in the next one episode arc if we wanted to, because it's just three episodes. But um, I think we'll save. Shadow Warrior for the following week because the next two arcs are both under three episodes so so the week after next we'll discuss 404 and then the two episode arc 405 and 406 so Battle of Moncala for next week season premiere and once again thanks for listening
2: And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever listener we had.